Hobby Addicts の時間です。It's time for Hobby Addicts. And now, here are your anime addicts. Welcome back to Hobby Addicts. What episode of Hobby Addicts are we on here? 221. 221 of Hobby Addicts. And guys, I'm your host, Mitsugin. I'm joined by the fantastic Mandy and Mason. How are you guys doing? Oh, he said, pretty he, good. He said fantastic and paused. I'm like, oh, well, he's not talking about me, so. No,、uh, oh. nonsense. No, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Well, we're back. I'm doing, I'm doing all right. It's pretty hot and super rainy here, but、mm. doing okay. You're, you're living in a sauna. Yeah. Basically. Well, guys, I'm back. Sorry I missed last week, but I, ha- I, will at least ta- I at least came back with things to discuss. So there's always that. And、um, on this episode of Hobby Addicts, we got a lot going on here. I, I have a ton of, ton of crap. I, grab, I got my hands on Ghost of Tsushima, and I probably have logged 20 hours on it, I would say. Uh, I went to King's Island, which is, in, which is over in, in Mandy's neck of the woods. That was pretty、mm-hmm. fantastic. And yesterday, I got a box of Reese's Cup Krispy Kremes. So I might touch on that for, for Mason's edification. And Mandy says, hmm, you've been drawing, you've been doing a lot of drawing. I have been. That's, that that's all I've done this week. I've already talked about、oh. my tablet last week, but、uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. I did play a tiny little game, but it, I don't really have too much to say about it. And we did see some excellent Hunter x Hunter fan art from Mandy on Twitter. so... Oh, thank you. Of course. It's okay. <laughs> I thought it looked good.、And、it's the start of things to come. And Mason's going to talk Devil May Cry 5 and the next book that you're going to read. Is that right? That's right. That's right. All right, so I might as well. Let's just start with Mason then, because I have so,、okay. much, so much crap that I don't want to go too long. And, we'll、know. let you know how much time to play around with、mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> once we're done. So I believe both of you guys, correct, have played Devil May Cry 5? I have played、mm-hmm. all of them except 5. Okay, okay. Well, Mandy can definitely help me out, and、uh, Mitz can ask any you know, relevant questions. But、uh, this is the first. I feel like main game in the series that I've played to completion. I've dabbled with one and two, and I played all of DMC, like the, the, the black sheep of the family that I guess、yeah. a lot of people didn't like because it wasn't Dante.、Exactly. But、uh, this is the first like, mainline game that I've played. And、uh, to no surprise, it is a good game. It is、um, a ton of fun. I, I think I prefer Bayonetta more in terms of the, like, hey, just. This is a fighting game where you just try to rack up the style points with like that kind of thing. Like, I think I like the time dilation when you dodge in that game. I like the British accents a lot more in that game, but I think the best thing that this game didn't have、um, is there's no like gimmick fights. Like, Bayonetta was full of like these racing or flying components that were just like the least interesting part, and you just had to like trudge through it to get to the fighting. So, uh huh. This, this game knew exactly what it was going for and it hit it constantly. And I think the you know, boldest part is that you know, there's no one main character you play as. There's you know, the three characters. And I figured 
uh, the best thing is just talk about those three and which ones I thought were the worst and the best. So obviously, um, the best character who I was completely surprised by was V, as Mandy pointed out. I don't know when I first brought up this game. He's not the kind of character I would normally play, like the kind of ranged guy who fights with animals. Like he just, I don't know, I like getting up in people's faces like a Nero, but V was just surprisingly fun because really you're fighting in people's faces just with three people at once instead of one. Mm -hmm. And it was, I had a blast. And maybe that's just because he's the easiest person to get like the style points with because it's like he's just always doing stylish things so i'm like oh if i'm doing good with him i guess i like playing with him so maybe it scratched that itch but he i don't know it was surprisingly way better to play than i thought and when uh you don't get to play with him at the end for the big battle i was like no i want i want my boy back (laughs) yeah it was i don't know it was very different especially for the dm for the devil may cry series in general yeah his play style was so different and um I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. And it felt like you were just constantly doing something like, I don't know. It's really cool. Just controlling three different kind of animals all at once. And uh, but uh, did you this is your first Devil May Cry, right? I, I would say this is my first real like deep dive into the game. Oh, OK. So you don't know all of the backstory. I and, v yeah. is part of the series, but it's a surprise. He's always <laughs> kind of not really all him <laughs> I, i'm not yeah. gonna spoil anything not that there's much to spoil they because, make it painfully obvious too yes, if you know anything about I, I mean i like the like there, there's so many layers of the simplicity like it's called it will make cry five but they express that mm. with the roman numeral which is a v which is obviously this character who shares the same initial as the main guy like it's very easy to even without knowing the story to connect the pieces and be like I, I get yeah. what's going on. So even though it's not like a game where you have to play any other iteration. And they I think they had something on the title screen that's like, hey, if you've never played Devil May Cry, here's the story so far. So they it w- I would recommend anyone jump into this game. Um, Nero I mean, was like, go they're ahead. Not re- they're not real story heavy, you know? True, true. I mean, like they have a story, but I mean, it do- I mean we're not, it's not like. It's not. It's not like you're. It isn't like The Witcher, you know, where they're constantly ref- making references to old games and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's that. It, but I can still imagine longtime fans are like, "Oh, he's back in this form or iteration," and mm-hmm. like it definitely can mean more. So I definitely can understand why people are like, "Oh, knowing the story massively beneficial to, you know, the agreeability of the game." But I didn't think it was necessary. Also, his like one of his like things that he fights with uh, Nightmare is one of the bosses in the first game, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and boss at the end, but uh, we'll, we'll not get into that. Um, next <laughs> best character was Nero. He was like the basic character that I would most likely gravitate to. He was like the easiest to just pick up and play. And I don't know, he was just the most intuitive because he was the least complex. Um, I can imagine playing the game a second time again when you unlock a lot of abilities and skills after you beat the game once. There's a little more dynamicness to what he can do, but for the first, it was just solid. And then my least favorite guy to play as was the titular Dante, only because Aww. they gave you so many options. Like he has, 
Yeah. And like all these other guys have like a couple weapons and you learn them and you can buy skills, but that's it. And you can buy skills for Dante, but on top of that, he has like four different ranged weapons, four different yeah. melee weapons, all of which you can rotate through, all of which has different combos, on top of which all have different combos in one of four like styles that you can also swap between. So like there's like, you know, a four by four by four like compounded. There's an immense library of stuff that you can do. And I feel like really quickly, I'm like, oh, I found what works and stuck with it because he has this attack where you bot people and they go flying back. And I constantly was accidentally doing this move. So I constantly was in the style that let me chase them down. So I like barely even explored the vast like pantheon of things he can do. And I was like, because I'm playing on like a just a mild difficulty, like I'm not being forced to learn the systems. So it wasn't until like the end game fight when you finally have to fight a, a big enemy that forces you to get good. That I was like, oh, I'm finally like understanding the depth that this character has to offer. And I was like, if I had known this and forced to get this earlier, I think I would have liked him a lot more. And if you play at harder difficulties where it's like one hit deaths or something, yeah, you'll definitely need to learn that. But for the most part, I just knew I wasn't playing him to the best of how it should have been played, and that always rubbed me the wrong way. So I was like, I just never liked playing as him. Dante is like the Sakamoto of video game characters. Dante is so <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> I disagree. He, I love him so Every much. Every cutscene with Dante, like, ended with him like making some like weird joke that never quite landed, and then there was like a five second pause between like yeah, that's the cutscene. But no, like the cutscene would end with him making a bad joke, and it would just like linger on it for a couple seconds. And then either start the boss fight or then go to like, hey, you beat the chapter. Like, it was always like, oh, it was so stilted and awkward. And I, oh, I, I hated him so much. There's so a scene he gets a hat and does like a little Michael Jackson dance. And it just, yeah. no, no, like, no. Getting campier no, and campier by the game. I enjoy the campiness. That's fine. But just, I don't know. Just, I couldn't handle Comparing it to Bayonetta with, like, the humor and wit in that game, which was also very campy and shallow, but I think maybe it was just the British accent that did it. So, overall, I really enjoyed the game more than I thought I would when I thought, hey, three characters, two of which I don't like playing. Uh, it all came around, and I, I mean, obviously, it's a good game is good, and uh, I enjoyed it. So, that's my 10-second uh, review of Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, I... I uh, I played all the other ones, but I'm just so overloaded with games now that I just don't know if I'll get. I mean, I don't know if I'm, if I'm ever gonna get it because I just keep buying games and I don't play through them quickly enough to. Like I just bought Cuphead for PS4. Ooh, very, have you played that? No, I'm convinced I can get the platinum. Ooh, you're gonna hate it. I love <laughs> Cuphead. I'm convinced. I, <laughs> I'm convinced I can get the platinum trophy in it, so we'll see. Okay. Um, Let us know. I also loved Cuphead, but I did not pin it as something you would like, though. Yeah, I mean, that's I, definitely more my... <laughs> I mean, platformers are one of my favorite genres, and I do love painfully difficult games, a la Darkest Dungeon, so... Um, and we'll talk about difficult games when, when we get into Ghost of Tsushima here. But we'll see. You know, I've been waiting forever, because I love the art style of it, so... And it's just now coming out on PS4, you know, two years later or whatever, so... It'll be... Uh, It'll be fun to see how that is, but what else you got, Mason? Um, oh, I, I can save the book thing for later, but uh, if 
I'll get into it. You know, it can go to your thing. I just want to say last thing is just it's never a bad time to play Devil May Cry 5. Like that game is going to age well and, you know, don't feel like you're rushed to play it. And eventually one day you're going to be like, you know what? I want a game that just makes me feel badass and cool. And that game will deliver it. So when you're in that mood, check it out. Isn't it like two years old now? Or no, Uh, one year old? I thought it was two. I don't know. All right, Mandy. Well, how about let's go to you next, because I don't want to take up all the time here. Oh, I don't really have much. I spent most of my week drawing on my new tablet, which I talked about last week anyways. Um, But I did play a little game called Merchant of the Skies, which is on the Switch, and I think it's also on Steam. And uh, there's really not much for me to say about it, because it's mostly just a... um, I don't know. I think I might call it like a fantasy kind of... hmm, business game like simulation but uh you uh, it's kind of like in a steampunk kind of fantasy world where you run a an airship and you just travel around the map and uh kind of like just as a trading company and you buy up items and sell them at other islands for more and there's, there's like a whole economy on throughout all of these islands and then you can uh like deliver letters to make money and you can complete quests by like building things and then you can eventually start farming your own items by like hiring uh workers and then dropping them off on these other little islands that just have like resources on them like it, like if there's like a little island with um like just wheat you can hire some workers and leave them there to collect wheat for you and uh everything is like this kind of pixel style pixel art style so but it's a very chill very relaxing game i wouldn't say that like i i don't really have anything really in depth to say about it because there's no i haven't really explored everything that it has but it's definitely kind of game that i get easily addicted to (laughs) like uh i talked about moonlighter before and i got super addicted to moonlighter for a while i don't know what it is about just having a fantasy business that is really compelling for me but i get really sucked into them uh, and I, i i could never explain why but um There are some, like, I think the problem that I had with it so far is that it just kind of throws you in there and doesn't explain anything for a while. And it seems like an overload of just information at once, because um, when you turn it on, the the extent of the tutorial they give you is, hi, this is your airship. And uh, here is a letter. Why don't we go deliver it to this island? Here's your map and uh, go to this island to deliver the letter. Yay, you got some money. Why don't we buy some wood and sell it back at the other island? Okay, cool. You made a profit. Enjoy. (laughs) I was like, why? Wait a second. There's so much stuff on the screen. And like, I have to like track my fuel cost and all of my workers. And there's so much other stuff. And like, oh, there's a merchant guild. I've got to like uh put in material buy materials to build rebuild it and buy upgrades for my ship so i move faster and there's like apparently an island with titans on it that can give you upgrades to like oh you can make more money off this like you can make you can travel faster you have more fuel efficiency stuff like that and then there are like some other islands that have little mini games on them like i found a singing carrot (laughs) <laughs> like it's just a giant carrot with a top hat and he's like uh he's just called the mystical carrot and he like he what? has like a rhythm game to him and if you do it he'll give you stuff and like there are other little things in there to like 
find as you're exploring the map because it has kind of like it has a fog of war effect to it where you can't see everything on the map when you first start you have to travel and there you can run into storms which will slow you down which and if you run out of fuel between places you have to pay for your your airship to get towed back to the nearest um recharging station so uh and that costs more than just refilling so you try to you have to try and keep track of how much fuel you have left and uh or buy battery packs so that if you do run out of fuel you can use a battery pack instead it's there there is so much stuff in there that i was like this tutorial didn't tell me anything (laughs) but it's also it's i think also just because it's so simple and relaxing and there's nothing too uh, crazy going on that I'm okay with the tutorial being very bare bones because it's been a learning experience, just like traveling around and experiencing things yeah. and figuring stuff out for myself. If there was something more lo- like long lasting way to like screw up everything, I would be more upset. But, you know, it, it's it's pretty easy. I'm like, oh, oh, I see this. The apples here are going super cheap. And over there, they're very expensive. I should buy all of them here and go sell them over there. <laughs> It's very relaxing, but for some reason, I get super addicted to these games. I could not tell you why. I did like Moonlighter a whole lot more than this, because Moonlighter had more going on, where you delve dungeons and defeat enemies, and then you get items off of them and bring them back to your fantasy shop and sell them to people, and uh, that was really cool. This one doesn't have any combat in it. It's just traveling around but i i was playing i turned it on at 1 30 right before we started recording we we start at four yeah and i was just playing and then suddenly i was like oh i should check what time it is and i looked at my clock and it was like it is 3 45 i was like oh fuck i thought it was only like 2 30 <laughs> so i was speeding to get ready for the podcast but uh yeah, it's it's uh it's fun for me. I could see it being very boring for other people who need more going on in their games, but I, I could not explain why I love these kind of games. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still playing my hospital games, so I think they're they're not the same, obviously, but they're of similar elements. Mm-hmm. So, and that game just never seems to end. So, yeah, I don't know if this has any kind of ending to it. I have no idea. I did. I was looking up information on it, and it said that like. The late game transforms into something different, but I like apparently you can buy your own mansion and you can buy vacant islands and build your own stuff there. I have no idea, but I'm definitely not that far. I've only I only have like a thousand gold. And it took me a while to get up to that point, so <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Is that on PlayStation or just that is that a PC only game, Mandy? Uh, I don't know. I'm playing on the Switch. Let me see. Oh, okay. It's called Merchant of the Skies, and it is... I forgot to say the developer. The developer is Cold Wild Games, and, um, let me see if I could find platforms. Oh, it's just, uh, PC and Nintendo Switch, as far as I can tell. Well, thank God. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's interesting, though. It sounds like something I'd enjoy, but I guess I'll just have to have to wait for a PlayStation release. So, yeah. All right. Well, now I just hog all the rest of the time, I guess. So, I got some Krispy Kremes from just to, just to whet your appetite. I went to Krispy Kreme yesterday because they have. I follow I follow Krispy Kreme on Twitter, and they're always like promoing stuff. So, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Krispy Kreme. So my girlfriend and I went out there and grabbed um, a couple of each of the ones they had available, and holy shit. <laughs> They were like, 
one of them was the typical donut with like chocolate frosting and then it had and it was a chocolate donut too and then the inside was filled with Krispy Kreme gla- um, like glaze filling and it, I swear to God the donut tasted exactly like a like a like a Reese cup so um, just awesome I had I had pictures somewhere I think that I I, picked, I posted them in the on the, on the yeah Discord. I saw them. Yeah. Yeah. One of them had like one of them had like Reese's pieces on top. I don't know if you guys have a Krispy Kreme nearby. They're talking about keeping them in the store. One of them in the store permanently. So definitely recommend trying that out because yeah, I'm just uh, loving it. So <laughs> throwing yeah. the McDonald's logo on there. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow's my birthday. So the um, we were just like going out and having like a lot of different food yesterday and stuff. So um, and that was that was like the dessert after after we got breakfast. So. And boy, I'm really loving some Krispy Kremes. <laughs> they are yeah, so I forgot good. you were so early in August. I think the rest of us are like within like a week time span in the back. Mm, okay, by the back end of August. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll jump here to Ghost of Tsushima. I played Ghost of Tsushima. I'm about, I'm pretty much, I'm going to 100% it, I think. Um, I've gone through the first island and I've revealed and done everything on about 80% of the map on the first island. I just have a little bit like in the top left portion of the map and a little bit on the right side, and then I'll be done with the whole first like giant island. And um, the game's really good. Like I'm glad I got it. I had I was suspicious at first because um, like the critic reviews on Metacritic were really not that great. Um, I don't really consider like an 83 that great. I think it's kind of like you know whatever. Um, but uh, it's really good. The game's really good. I don't think it says quite as gorgeous as people are like going nuts about how gorgeous it is like i don't think it's as gorgeous as, as okami i don't think it's as gorgeous as like the like the hd shadow of the colossus um but it's definitely beautiful uh it's fun it, it's definitely borrowing a lot from like the witcher like in in that you can just walk on the map and then an icon will pop up and then when you do the icon whatever it is it'll turn gray so you know you've done it like it's 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 not really breaking ground anywhere that i can really tell um, but I am, I sure am enjoying it. People complained a lot about like, oh, there's not enough to do on the map or something. I'm like, there's a shitload of stuff on the map. Like what are people, I don't know what people are talking about with that. Um, you can barely ride your horse like for 25 seconds without running into like something to do. So I'm not really sure what people are, um, discussing with, in regards to that. But, um, the game is really easy. I mean, it is like one of the easiest games I've ever like maybe I've ever played like I don't know maybe that's hyperbolic but for that type of a game like there is absolutely no challenge I have it on I had it on medium and the game just has certain things in it that if you do if you get them the game is totally broken like if you get sticky bombs and you upgrade them you can just like march into a camp of like a hundred mongols and you just like you find the leader and just throw a sticky bomb at him and he dies instantly <laughs> like, like like there's no and and it isn't there's no if if sands or butts about it like if you see the leader and you run into the camp and you throw a sticky bomb at him, he's dead. <laughs> so, like, Mitz, I, I haven't played the game yet, but based on what I've heard from Mandy and other people, have you been playing it honorably or sneakily? Because I feel like that would make an impact to the difficulty. I think the game is, personally, I think it's a really crappy stealth game. Like, it's good to a to a point, but there's there's, like... There are camps of enemies that are so riddled with enemies that you're never going to sneak around through the whole camp. Um, you can definitely like sneak around the outside of the camp and pick off the archers, maybe maybe pick off a couple guards here or there at the gate, 
Uh, and maybe if you get into the, there are missions where they where they make you, they force you to be stealthy, and the mission is set up in such a way that you can easily go in there and be stealthy. But the game is so freaking easy, Mason. I have no idea. Like I have no interest in being stealthy because, okay, like you just run in there and, I mean, mow people down. It's, you have so much health. Like I mean, it literally if you if you use all your health items, I think you have to get you would probably have to get hit at least 20 times to die like at least for uh on, on medium difficulty so i'm not playing i'm not playing honorably at all i mean i mean is honorably running in just like like a like a bull in a china shop i don't know i, I remember i thought I there was mean, like some like challenge system where you're like 1v1 people and you well, just you, so when you approach an enemy camp it'll let you do a standoff which is like basically where an enemy approaches you and um, in Ghost of Tsushima, you can kind of you hold the triangle button down, and then the enemy will kind of like try to juke you and fake you out. And if you if mm-hmm. you take if you take the bait, he'll hit you, and it does like almost your whole health bar as a penalty. But you can if you just like don't take the bait and wait till he actually like advances on you, then you can then you hit triangle or whatever, and it kills him. Um, and then after you do that, though, the enemies they generally know you're there, and then they come rushing out. Gotcha. Okay. And you can be you can be stealthy like you can you can definitely sneak up behind a guy and stab him in the back. There was a boat mission where I definitely assassinated most of the people on the boat. Um, and you can jump off a building and like just stab your sword right through some guy's back and kill him. Uh, and I think that's the unhonorable way because there's, there's cutscenes in the game where your like lord that you're trying to rescue is um, talking about how like oh he would never. Jin Sakai, he would never stoop to being so dishonorable and being like a, a thief in the night, so to speak. So I think that's what people talk about. But honestly, if you're on that boat mission, Mason, and some guy sees you, it's like, well, who cares? Like, there could be like five guys up all up in your shit. And if you just throw a sticky bomb, it'll kill all five of them. <laughs> so the blast will kill them, all of them. And you, there's like the second upgrade for sticky bombs is like the blast doesn't have any impact, doesn't have any effect on you. So you can just stand right next to it, and then it'll blow up and kill everybody. So, like, the game really... I put it on hard mode this, today because I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I think the game was hard at first because you have to get used to the combat elements. So there's different sorts of... Um, if a guy comes at you with a spear, there's ways to deal with that. If a guy comes at you with a shield, there's ways to deal with that. But they're pretty much always either, like, dual-wielding dual a sword, a spear, a shield, or they're, like, a big guy with like a huge shield. And if it's a big guy with a huge shield, I just throw the sticky bomb at him and I'm done with it and he's dead. The spear gotcha. guy, you just kind of sidestep the spear and then just cut him apart, cut him up. Uh, the, sh- the, short, the, the shield guy, they have specific techniques that are for basically knocking the shield up into the air and then you can get to him and cut him up. And then the double sword guys, normally you just kind of have to parry them. So that's kind of the, more, that's probably the hardest part because if you fuck the parry up, they're going to slice you real good. But if you can parry, then they basically go down. But I put it on hard mode because uh, it just seemed really easy. And then I played for about an hour today on hard mode, and I completed a duel on my first try and went through a Mongol camp like it was nothing. So I don't really feel like it made much of an impact, changing it from medium to hard. And there is a lethal mode. <laughs> I'm told that on lethal mode, you die in one hit. But I haven't, which is probably the most accurate way to play because no one's going to cut with a sword and not dying. So... Uh, I might put it on lethal. We'll see, but I'm definitely gonna platinum the game. I mean, the game is like so fucking good. <laughs> I mean, it is like, it is really great. 
Uh, it sounds like I've, instead of spin to win, it's stick to win. That's, that's I was also going to say all of those things are not in it when you first start it up. It takes a while to unlock all of that stuff. There's that initial hump to learn the game and you have to yeah. earn the skills. And once you get that, you start generating the easiness. Yeah, yeah. You okay. become more of like a legend as yeah. you go on. Yeah. So, I mean, by like by, by kind of ignoring the main story, just kind of going through the map and revealing everything, you get so many power ups. And there's also an item, and this is not really a spoiler, but it's a tip, I guess. There's an item in the game that I that I was told about that I got almost immediately, and it basically doubles double to triples the amount of resources you pick up whenever you pick up a resource. So you'll pick up like a quote unquote supplies they call it, and they'll say, "Oh, supplies times eight. and then you'll like, and then that then that'll fade off the screen because you you know they're just telling you what you picked up, and then it'll go, "Oh, supplies times twenty six, and it's like you just picked it's like it's like quadrupling everything you get, and so like I've. I'm not even, I haven't advanced the story of the game at all, and I'm almost like totally maxed out on, on nearly everything. Uh, I maxed out the bow, and I was laughing because I was like, these guys are already dying one hit with the bow, so now, now the bow is even more powerful. So I don't know, it's just going to blow their limbs off or something. But um, it's definitely a game for people who like to crawl through the map and just explore things, and, and um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, just discover things in the map. Um, if there's anything really the difficulty level of the game is not really a negative that's just my personal taste like um i think it kind of defeats the purpose of needing to be stealthy if you can just rush into the camp and just just obliterate everybody but um so before you move on one yeah. quick question about difficulty it seems like man you alluded that the skills that you gain is what helps make the game easier is there the option to mm -hmm. not have those skills yeah, yeah you could just not use them okay mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where if that was like it got too easy, you could always make the choice to stay. Yeah, you could just okay. not use sticky bombs. <laughs> okay, yeah, you yeah. Could just not use them. The uh, yeah, they give you technique technique points, Mason, and there's just like a giant, um, um, an unbelievable amount of shit to upgrade. Like there's upgrades for your bow, your sword, uh, every single one of the projectiles you can throw. Um, there's like sword stances. There's abilities that like. So like if you jump off a cliff and you roll when you hit the ground, it won't kill you. Like there's there's just like a giant amount of shit. Gotcha. Um, I'm not really using almost any of it. Like I, I'm really not. Like there's all these like button combinations and stuff you can use when in the sword stances if you want to be like te technical and um and you know master the game or whatever I guess. But really, I'm just using the one where you kind of hold your sword up by your shoulder and just pokey poke at them. Like that pretty much kills a guy without a shield every time. Uh, and then, the, I'm just using like the first level of every, of every stance, I would say, but you can definitely just not upgrade your the stuff if you want to. But I also think that the games becomes much easier as you upgrade your sword. Cause you, you can just say, you can just not upgrade your sword if you want to. Like you could play a, you could play a lethal mode, no upgrades run, I guess. Yeah. And just be like, I, I shit. just like when games give you that option to tailor difficulty a little bit more if you want. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably the only, the game is like so good. It's really difficult to find negatives about it. I really think it's, it's, it's super violent. So <laughs> if you don't like violence, it's, it's very violent. But the, um, the, I guess the only real negative I would say is that almost every mission resolves the same way. So no matter what you're doing, if you're like, if you find like the, the, the archer teacher, like Ishikawa, I can think his name was like sensei, Ishikawa sensei. He's looking for like his student, or if you're looking for like the quest where you are trying to find some guy's armor, or the quest where you're trying to 
um, liberate some village. Every single quest just ends up with you like having a giant like melee with Mongols. So I guess that's kind of the point of the game, but there's not much variance in how the, how the, the elements of the game actually play out. You're, you are always going to end up just hacking and slashing your way through a crowd of people, no matter what you do, pretty much. And so I could see people getting tired of that. I haven't. Like, I think the game is fun as hell. But I also am the, the type that enjoys... I literally crawl through every map, every every town, every building, every corner, find every every pick, every like pickup item, um, do every single icon on the map, no matter how inane it is. Like I think the haikus are super inane. Like I don't understand the point of it at all. Like I get that it's like cult- <laughs> I get that it's cultural, but it just doesn't. You're doing it because it, it scratches that itch. <laughs> it, it just I don't give a shit. Like I, I basically just picked like it's cool that you can kind of select. He's like looking around the environment and you're like looking at the trees or the moon or whatever and you're trying to and you can select like where you want like where like what element of the scenery you want to draw the poem from and then it'll and then he'll write it for you. But ultimately all it ends up giving you like is a headband every time, which is which serve no purpose and I don't know, I guess I'm just not a into I guess I'm just not feeling the poetry, but um, how how are you feeling the uh black and white mode? Have you tried that? No, but I am playing it in Japanese. I think it's just it's it seems super authentic, and I'm so I'm so glad I picked Japanese. It's I think you can change the dialogue whenever you want, but it's it just feels very authentic and have it in Japanese because it's it's very um, it just feels like just feels right. I think I had it in English at first, and I was like, ooh no, no, I'd rather have this in Japanese. So I switched it like immediately. Even with the uh, mismatched dubs and voice flaps. What was that, Mandy, about the voice actor? Oh, I was going to say in the voice actor for Gene Sakai is uh, Hijikata from Gintama. <laughs> of course. Man. So Captain it's great. Mayo. Yeah. I don't even notice the lip flaps. I don't I guess I'm just not okay. paying, I guess I'm just not paying attention. Um, but all, all in all, the game is like really great. I'm going to platinum it. A lot of people are platinum and platinum platinuming this game. I can't say that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a really easy platinum. I think it's only like 50 hours. Um, and uh if you had to yeah. choose between the samurai games, samurais with air quotes around them, uh, this or Sekiro? Oh, I like this much better than Sekiro. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's totally a different game, Mason. It's like they're not even they're not even remotely similar. So there's no. No, I figured. I figured. That's why I put the air quotes around Sekiro. Yeah, I don't know if people are trying to draw comparisons between Sekiro, but they are absolutely completely opposite games. There's other than the fact that you're like the buildings have like Japanese architecture and you're outside for most of it. Like there's, there's absolutely no similarity at all. So I, I don't, that's how I feel, but this game is a lot more similar to like Grand Theft Auto or the Witcher where you're just like, yeah, you, you go, you go to a place, you pick up a mission, you do a mission, um, you know, and the mission will make you like run, you know, through the map somewhere. And on the way through the, and on the way there, you run into like these other small things that you do, like, pet a fox or you know kill this mongol <laughs> guy or rescue a re- rescue a villager and then you do and then you do the mission and then um you know and then you get a and then you get a reward that's usually pretty re- worthwhile so but um so you got to like those sorts of open world games that are just like you know where there's probably two to three hundred small little things you can do so but it's been really good and i'm definitely gonna platinum it and uh it's been really enjoyable. I do still find myself wandering back to my hospital game. I just can't get off of it. I got four more hospitals to do, and then I'll have that platinum too. And apparently, I've been playing that game for like over a hundred hours. So, 
<laughs> so I'm sick. I have a problem. Um, I also went to Kings Island. That's why I uh, was gone last weekend. I visited my aunt as well in Kentucky. Um, and Kings Island is – it was the first time I've been there. And if you're a roller coaster guy, Kings Island is great for that. So it was hot as hell. Um, it was, they, had a, they had a lot of safety stuff set up for Kings Island. Like they have um, – they check your temperature when you go in, but they don't just like scan your forehead with the thing. They have like a full on like military grade tunnel <laughs> that you go through ah! and it like fucking scans you in groups like infrared. It's like not even a joke. Like my company has like this when I go to work in the morning, every other whatever, when I do go in, they have like this little tiny shitty little gun that they hold up to your forehead. And it's like it's like it never it never reads me higher than 97. So I'm pretty sure it's broken. But <laughs> King's Island was not fucking around. Um, you couldn't take your mask off ev- anywhere, even though it was like 104 degrees. Like they, were, you still couldn't take it off. And on every roller coaster, every time it stopped uh, and people got off, a pit crew came through and people sprayed and then they wiped every single ride. And then there were, and then there was social distancing at the, all the lines, but it was really not crowded. Um, so it the lines were like really manageable. I think it's just because there was no one there really, but. I think we waited. We didn't wait. We didn't wait longer than forty minutes for anything. And oh, that's good. We rode every single ride in the park, and the new one is called Orion, and it's fucking crazy. Like, uh, it's the seventh giga coaster in the U.S. And I put a video in our. And I don't know if you. Can, I'm not sure if I, I'm guessing Mandy watched it because we were talking when I posted it. But um, I posted a POV video on our Discord Mason of like the drop. Oh, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, I mean, so it, it takes you up 287 feet, I think it was. And so we got to the park, and I'm always kind of scared of the roller coasters at first because like, I need, like, a warm-up. So I'm asked, I asked my the people I was with, I was like, can we have a warm-up? Like, <laughs> can we not do the giant I will die roller coaster first? And so, of course, we went right to the one that was the biggest, and I'm, I was so fucking scared. <laughs> I was so fucking scared. Wait, what happened <laughs> to that strategy? <laughs> Dude, I was it sounded like you did exactly the opposite of what you said you wanted they to just, do. They just didn't listen to me, you know? I was, <laughs> and so I was just, I was so scared. Like, I didn't want to look like a wimp. So, like, I got on it, but, like, I was just terrified going up this incline. And it is, it just goes up forever. I mean, forever. Mm-hmm. That's the best. I mean, you, it, there's nothing around you even remotely as tall. You can see, like, the next state. <laughs> I mean, I don't, and then it just, and then it, <laughs> and then when you drop, it goes straight down for probably 200 of the 300 of 200 of the 300 feet. You just free fall straight down. And it's I'm so, I'm going to have to look up the angles on this. I don't know if it's straight down, but it definitely is. Um, for, <laughs> for at least part of the drop, look up the angles. It's so fast. It's so fast. It doesn't corkscrew or loop to loop at any point because it's just so, fucking fast that I guess they they figure you'll die or something if they do it like your head will rip off I don't know but it was wild other than that my favorite one was Diamondback which is another great roller coaster because it drops you three three or four times and that one I don't think does much loop looping either but because it's for me it's all about the drop like everybody you know loop to looping and stuff is, is fun but I, I really like drop the drop is always like the most intense thing and so both Orion and the Diamondback which is kind of old I think definitely caters to the people who like just having the you know the super steep downhill but it was so smooth i mean the orion is brand new it's like a month old yeah so, yeah like, it opened I july s- 2nd i swear to god there was not a bump anywhere on that ride i mean it was like sliding on butter i mean it was unbelievable and and uh it was really good and then it was so hot and we 
we were like standing in front of the splash like a bridge there's a bridge that goes over this water ride and um people were like taking their masks off to like you know you don't have to wear your masks on the water rides i guess because they're they figure well we can't water we, can, we can't waterboard people <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean it's like but um i'm thinking about ozark where they would like put like a sheet over your face and then pour water on you um but like people were taking their masks off and like standing and just getting like tidal waved by this giant yeah. like yeah and it felt so fucking good it was so hot um, all right mitts i got two things for you okay okay orion like you said seventh giga coaster mm-hmm. maximum vertical angle Mm-hmm. 85 degrees it's so, close it's is, close it's nearly vertical so is 90 vertical yeah 90 would be vertical so it's okay. 85 so there's a five degree well it sure offset. felt it sure felt straight down oh i'm sure it did yeah, i'm sure it, yeah, it did it was i about wet my pants i'm not gonna lie i was like i'm i was like telling my girlfriend i'm like i'm doing this for you <laughs> i'm so fucking scared i was not well, i was you gotta not go the there bra- first early before like the line gets too long well, we, we, i know well the, the, dude, there were no lines i mean the park was at okay like, the park was at like 15 percent capacity i mean it was it was dead in there um but we got the snoopy ice cream that was really great um uh well you mean um yeah the blue ice cream oh yeah it was great it was super good. yeah it's really good god i li- used to love that stuff <laughs> god the line is insane for snoopy ice cream like they were making more yeah. money off snoopy ice cream than anything it was nuts um, boy, yeah. Did, um, did they ban screaming like in Japan? No, fuck no. <laughs> but you got to wear your mask on the coaster too. So, which no one lost their mask. No one lost their. I managed. I had flip flops and glasses. I didn't. I managed to not lose my flip flops, my glasses, or my mask on anything. It was pretty amazing. Um, but, nice. but yeah, the prices at Kings Island are super reasonable. We got the tickets, the parking, and a meal ticket for like fifty five bucks. I mean, it was like, I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. You mean each person I think or it, 55 together? I think it's each, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that sounds about right. But still, Universal Studios is like 140 bucks. So, like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, I was like, wow, what a reasonable ticket. Like, crazy. I think Kings Island used to be more expensive, but when they switched ownership, because I think it wasn't doing very well, uh-huh. and they lowered the price after they got rid of a bunch of stuff that was, uh, I guess, too expensive for them to run. <laughs> I gotcha. But... Yeah, was the Adventure Express still there? Which That's one's, one of my favorites. Which one's that? It's it's a very simple roller coaster. I don't even think it has like a like a real drop. It has like mm. a curved drop. We so, re- let's see. Man, man, I could ride that without puking. <laughs> we were, we rode the bat. We rode the um the banshee. The banshee was okay. Oh, was the Outer Limit still there? I don't. think... Think. There's one that's in. The, it's an indoor roller coaster. There's one in the dark. In, there's one in the dark that launches you like a like a rocket. Like it's an it's yes. like, it's like an alien. That's the outer limits. Yeah, yeah, that one's still there. Um, Unless they renamed it, that's what it was. I feel like it had a different name than that, but it, I was amazed how small of a space that roller coaster functioned in because like you go into this room and it's just this big round ball of track in this room and you mm-hmm. can. It's like it's like a strobe light, so you can see in there a little bit. But like, I'm like, holy shit, this room is like fucking tiny. Like, how's there a roller coaster yeah. in this room? Yeah, most of the roller coaster is in the dark. So it was pretty good. Um, they had um, they had one where you go, what was it, vert, uh, vertigo or uh, in vertigo, where you go up and then you do the same. You do it's really short. You do this. You do like a loop to loop, a corkscrew, and another do loop to loop, and then it takes you up, and then you go backwards, and you do it backwards. The other direction, yeah. That was pretty neat. Uh, Delirium was great. That ride was awesome. That's the wrong. That's the one where you're like, 
there's like a huge ring of people and they have like the the hydraulic arm that just gradually um goes it pendulums back and forth until it's almost until it's almost straight up in the air and you're just like spinning while you're I don't know, you have to look at it. You have to see a picture, but it's that, that one was really great. Yeah, like, I know what it is. I thought I was going to die on the beast, for sure. Like, I was like, this is it. I'm going to die. <laughs> it's such an old roller coaster. Uh, I think it's been there rickety. forever. I, I thought, think it's probably older than I am. <laughs> oh, it's older, it's older than all of us, like, uh, by a lot. I think it was, like, 1977 or something. Yeah, it's pretty old. But, like, the second drop on that thing cuts so... It leans so hard to the left that... Like they said, oh, there was a sign like keep your arms out of the car. I was like, no shit. If I put my arms out, I would fucking lost them. Um, but oh yeah, because there's like oh there's God. there are like um like there's like a like poles everywhere, like mm-hmm. wooden poles all along the entire track. <laughs> that ride, we leaned so hard, and I, and it's wooden, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking yeah. flip over, and I'm gonna be a grease stain on this fucking. Ride. It shakes you so hard. Oh, like, like <sighs> don't go on that if you have a bad neck or bad back or anything, because it will. Kill you. I've had a weak bladder because I almost pissed my pants on that. I'm not gonna lie. I was <laughs> yeah. fucking scared. I was really scared. Like I was more scared on that than Orion because I thought I was just gonna. I thought it was just gonna break and kill me. <laughs> it was. Yeah. For people who don't know, I I live 15 minutes from Kings Island. It was my first job was at that theme park, and uh, so I've I've been there a lot. I haven't been there for quite a few years now. It's probably been maybe f- six years because it's just. I don't know. I, I get really, I, for some reason I developed motion sickness on roller coasters now and mm. I can't ride them. So <laughs> I don't know what happened because when I was younger, I rode them all the time. Never had an issue, never got a headache, never got sick, anything. Now, for some reason, if I get on a roller coaster at my age now, I get really sick and I don't know why. So I haven't been there for a while. <laughs> I wonder if so you could, I've- I wonder if you could ride the Orion, Mandy, because it doesn't, it doesn't spin you or flip you or like fuck you up like like all that much it just it just it just banks really hard like it like it drops you and then it does like some really hard, sharp turns but it doesn't like go upside down or corkscrew or anything weird so i don't know i feel like if you watch the video Maybe. if you watch the video i guess you'd know if it got i mean i guess if you can watch the video and you're not motion sick maybe you maybe that's a good facsimile i don't know yeah I've never been there, but obviously a big Cedar Point fan. But uh, what what city is uh, this amusement park located in? It's I have no idea. It's outside oh, of come Cincinnati. Come on, come on. It yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's Cincinnati, close to it. It's called uh, Mason. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yep. For God's sake. Give me give me some credit here. Come on. I knew Thank that's you. what you were going for. <laughs> oh my lord! I'm watching. I'm watching the Orion drop again. It is just. Wow. See, you got to go to Cedar Point where they have the Maverick, which is not as oh, high Maverick of a drop, good, but yeah. they have a 95 degree. So it actually inverts past vertical. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Cedar Point for a number of reasons. Like Millennium Force is really fast, a lot like Orion. And, uh, and Orion doesn't even come close to the top thrill dragster's height or speed. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know that top thrill dragster really qualifies as a roller coaster. So, but top throw dragster is like another 130 feet higher and like at least 20 miles an hour faster so cedar point is it's pretty fucking hard to beat but i think but king's island was awfully close and the two of them i mean king's island is number two in the u.s the two of them combined for at least 25 roller coasters so it's pretty impressive is it really i didn't know that huh so i want to go to six flags now i want to try that one i know that one has a lot of roller coasters too so Anyway, guys, so um, that's we're over time here, so I apologize. But um, 
yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, really good. I'm going to be playing that all the way to the end, and and uh, can't wait to... I just keep thinking of the South Park episodes where they... Where the the shitty kitchen guy is always yelling at the Mo- at the Mongolians. <laughs> it's so goofy. Anyway, guys, we're we're out of time. I'm sorry, I apologize. Um, we'll see you again though here in about five minutes though on the main podcast. So I hope everybody yeah. had fun, and we'll see you yeah. next time. Have a good week, guys. Bye, guys. See ya.